You know, and I will say they're getting where the boys' shorts are getting short, and they're dress coding boys too now in the short shorts. Yeah. The boys are now wearing those mid thigh yeah. kind of khaki shorts. You know, yeah. they're calling them out on that. I guess they just they're trying to be Good. you know equal across. Because those that. shorts need to go away. <laughs> they do. If they if shorts at the top of the knee for a guy, that's see. Fine. I, I'm the okay. I was gonna say fine. I'm the top of the top knee of the knee guy. is the Maybe perfect spot. Shorter, I like. But if we're talking about it's cutting you off at mid thigh, no. and when you sit down, your boxers are we're sticking out the bottom of your shorts. Beach, not today, my friend. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Guys Over Here. I'm Jeremy. And I am Blake. And we are glad you're with us for this next episode. Absolutely. Blake, how are you feeling, man? I am good. I am Other good. than the fact that we did this intro six times. <laughs> well, we, we have done this intro today. Uh, uh, it's funny because, you know... We're so professional. You, you don't realize... Yeah, you don't realize, you know, on the listening side of this, just how many times we screw up. No, well, I guess the, the, the screw ups are apparent <laughs> as you listen to them, but the ones you're not aware yeah. of, they are many and various and, and pretty hilarious, yeah. by the way. It's uh, it's become almost a ritual for us to every time we begin our podcast to to uh, you know, we sort of have the same intro every time. Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for tuning back in. I'm Blake. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yada yada, but. It is you put now, a lot of pressure on me today. I put no pressure on you. You said, said hey, you said, start us out. That's a lot of pressure for me, okay? That's a lot of pressure. Said, hey, Jeremy, why don't you start today? <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, welcome back to Jeremy. I'm Blake, and and we're guys. Uh, what? Okay. Over, standing over here, and, Beep. and it's like, Beep. And, and then I'm like, want to be like, how are you guys doing? And no one answers back. <laughs> Awkward silence. How are you crickets. today? The order of words is important because it's like with anything. Blake, I'm not kidding. If uh, one one year we did a Christmas play, I was 18 years old, maybe 17. I can't remember, but I was cast as the main person in this church Christmas play. Ebenezer Scrooge, almost Jesus Christ, Dad. Let me clarify, <laughs> not the Holy Ghost, but <laughs> not the Holy Spirit, but his uh, his 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 dad Joseph. I was Joseph in this, and nice. it had been written by someone in our church, and this person. It wrote this monologue for Joseph to lead off in this play. And so the person that I was having to say this very, like, um, how do you, very romantic, it, it was, it was kind of romantic, Joseph talking to Mary over what this child is going to mean, okay? What up, boo? How you doing? He didn't start out <laughs> like that. It was a little, a little different. But here's the backstory to this. She wrote this because she wanted me to be with her daughter. So in her mind, she wrote this as me talking to this lady, this young girl, this right. young lady, okay? And I couldn't stand at the moment that girl. Nice. We had some ins and outs. So I've been married for almost 20 years now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so in, in my true fashion of learning like a Christmas play type thing, I'm always like, okay, it's three months away. Yeah. I'll get around to it. Right. The day of nice. the play it starts dawning on me, like, there are going to be 100-plus people in this little church, mm-hmm. and I've got this monologue that is a page and a half right. that I absolutely <laughs> do not know. But I did not want to do it, and here's the order of words is what I'm talking about here. So I began to memorize that monologue that day, the day of. Awesome. I had read it up to this point all the time, 
And had I, I would say this would have been a great performance had I started out with the correct word. But what I did is in the nervousness of everybody watching you, I start out about three lines down (laughs) and I say the wrong word first. And when I start off in that wrong word, it begins to immediately dawn on me, I've not started at the right part. So then in my mind, I'm going to back up and start where I should have started and kind of mix it in. Now, granted, I have no experience with ad-libbing a play and a monologue (laughs) off the cuff. That's amazing. I begin to talk about, and I wish this was on video because this was a quote that I actually said. When and I got to remember how it started, but it was something about when Jesus was born, the the demons in hell rejoiced. Was one line that I was said that I said that is not in there because I don't know that the demons in hell rejoiced when the Savior of the world was born. So I start off. The wise men behind me are my buddies from the church. You know, my yeah. brother, two right. cousins. They begin to shake the stage with laughter because I'm up here making <laughs> crap up. Oh my gosh, it was the worst train wreck. My aunt was there, and she talks amazing. about it to this day. Like it was so because I started off on the wrong word. Had I started out on the right word, I had it. You know what? I think if you start on the right word, it still would have been just it probably was still a train wreck. <laughs> but it was like, I st- and so I'm like trying to, and I'm freezing up there, and <laughs> I begin to just make this entire play up. I have no idea where it started, where it went. I blacked out for a moment. It, it was crazy. See, I'm sort of the exact opposite because, well, the only, like, play – well, I've done, like, the, the church plays and stuff, but I was actually in the theater class in high school. Um, you were a thespian. Oh, I, I don't know what that means. but um, I think it means actor. Um, we did a play, and it was, uh, like, Chateau La Roche. Or something like that. I'm sure. Uh, I, I, I think that was the actual name of it. It was about all these people that somehow stumble into this um, this chateau or whatever chateau. <laughs> What's your mouth now? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Earmuffs, that? not not chateau. Uh, it's not, that's not right. It's chateau. Chateau. Uh, I said it right the first time. You did. Anyways, so I come into it and we'll profane the second and time. I am this. Uh, they want me to be this. Um, uh, European bicyclist. That's what I am. And somehow, I think my name is Nigel. So I come in and something happens. What am I? No, no. I was a, I was supposed to be a inspector. At, you know, and I'm supposed to like Not be great. Yeah, I'm supposed to be great in the hotel. Well, something happens when I come in and I get like poisoned or something like that. And then i convince myself that I'm a bicyclist or something. I don't know. But, dude, I went through and I learned the first line that I was supposed to say, the last line I was supposed to say, like in a like in a conversation. Right. And then in the middle, I just sort of knew about what I was supposed to say. You That's know, not a bad strategy. Know because, where you start, know where you're because going. Because the, the way I looked at it was like, okay, I'm going to start so everybody knows where I'm at. And then the person behind me needs, you know, they're looking for their lead in. Right. So, you know, when you learn a play, you're supposed to learn all your lines and the, you know, the line that comes before your line. Yeah. That, you know, that way you know. So, so but dude, I was all over the place. Dude. I was everywhere. And it was so great because I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but we, the night of, so it's just a one-time performance. Well, t- two-time. We performed it for the school one time, and then we performed it that night for our parents. Right. That night for our parents, there's this scene where a character's supposed to come out, and they missed it. And it was a guy that was playing two different parts. 
So one part, he's like the suave, you know, debonair hotel or chateau owner, you know, manager, whatever. He's in a suit and all this. And his other part is a giant cockroach. Oh Two my gosh. completely opposite things. And yeah, I can't one of even these things re- yes. is not quite like the other. So, <laughs> but every time he has to go backstage, he has to put on the roach costume. Oh, really? you know? <laughs> so, dude, we're sitting there, and his line comes up, and he doesn't come out. He had completely forgotten to change. He had completely forgotten, I guess, that he was even in the play. I don't know. So we're sitting there. Just Everybody's kind of awkwardly it's, looking around at each yeah. other like. And I'm trying to, like, ad-lib lines, and nobody else is. And mine weren't very good, so I started singing that uh, that country western song. There's a first time for everything, but somebody just somebody was like was random, like well, this, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so you just start singing. <laughs> well, so the, uh, uh, to context: a lady, uh, one of the ladies in the play next to me is like, well, this has never happened before. I just started singing that song out of nowhere. Don't know why. It just came to me, so I started singing it. <laughs> Sang about a verse and a half before he comes exploding onto the stage. And as a cockroach? Flies. Yes, as the giant cockroach. That's funny. I know. it's So all that to say that every time I try to start this intro today for this podcast, I would start off on the wrong word, and I'd get it twisted up, into, even to the point that I almost introduced myself as Blake. So, that would have been amazing, by the way. I'm Blake. You would, have, you would have greatly improved your stature. I would have. I would have. So, it was great. So we're here now. We are. We are. That's a eight nine minute intro to why we almost welcome up, so. to another episode of well, Guys Over Here. I know. I just you know I always like to know like the behind the scenes stuff that takes place that you find out right. You know, hey, there's not really real dinosaurs running around this movie. Right. They're animatronics or yeah. green screens. <laughs> okay. And uh, so that's kind of what we're letting everybody know is that this isn't always a perfect podcast like it comes across. And so no, professional and so well done. Nobody listening knows that we do this in our underwear every time. That's right. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about the breeze. Oh, man. Well, what's going on with you? Same thing, man. We have just uh, got through all the back-to-school stuff. I know that that one, that podcast actually, I think, kind of resonated with a lot of people. I was really kind of concerned, especially, as Pamela said, we were really complaining. <laughs> I went back and listened. I'm like, you're right. We are really complaining in it. And uh, But we called it the National Day, the, what, the National Complaint About School, Back-to-School Day. Absolutely. But it really resonated with a lot of people. So we got a lot of feedback on the last episode in a good way because everybody's like, I know exactly. I wanted to call in. I wanted to, you know, share my thoughts. And how about I got a lot of, I can't believe that you didn't know that this person was left-handed. This person is left-handed. I got, I got, which now granted, one was a friend of mine. The, yeah. uh, Mr. Aaron Wade Grifonio Griffin. Yes is left-handed. I knew that, just didn't think of him. I and we were talking about the calendar we made for yeah. him. So I mean, it was, it was I like, mean, he was mentioning the podcast. He yeah. got his shout-out. I forgot you were left-handed, bro. I'm sorry. I love you with a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lot of people that I was just like, this, this celebrity's left-handed. This person's left-handed. The this left-handers. Per- and I, I mean, I, th- I think they're, they hold a bit of bitterness about being left-handed. I feel like they feel neglected. Well, the left-handers have been a persecuted people in our in our nation (laughs) because seriously they used to train them to not be left-handed you know and so they've they've lived with a life of of scorn and humiliation over who they are yeah and so now they're at now that everything's allowed you know or anything goes you know they're they're really coming out in force and so they're kind of like you know brian regan the comedian talked about the the four wisdom teeth people you know if you've ever heard his comedy 
he has a little skit or some jokes where he talks about it. Don't ever try to tell somebody you had a wisdom tooth or even two wisdom teeth removed. He said because the four wisdom teeth people come swinging <laughs> in through the windows like SWAT, you know, like SWAT people. Oh, yeah? That's nothing. Oh, yeah. I had four teeth. four. I, I had four teeth removed. I had yeah. all four. That almost sounds like Brian Regan. <laughs> that's so, the way he is. And that's why left-handers are. You don't mention them one time, and, dude, they swarm you. They, it's it's. So we don't, want to dis- we don't want to disrespect them. But, you know, it, it, it's a good point. We did get a lot of listener feedback. Um, speaking of, got an interesting listener question. Oh, did well, you? Yeah, one of our one of our, uh, our regulars, as it were, get, get a lot of feedback from, from this particular. And I, I'll leave their name out. We're uh, not going to mention. Ju- yeah, just for, you know, because this, not a personal question, but, you know. General question. Yeah, general question that relates specifically to them. I had no idea we were going to segue into this question. Well, we're... Oh, wait. I mean, I don't know what the question is yet. Sorry. <laughs> totally unplanned. Go ahead. <laughs> what did this person ask you? <laughs> uh, I was asked by a listener, it, what is the appropriate dating age for your kids? Is mm. it the same for your boys and your girls? And And... and if you know Ooh. what, 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 when do when do you go into that? And I didn't have. A, a, What'd you tell her? Well, I said I really, you know, obviously my seven-year-old isn't dating. You know, we haven't let Sophia date. Sarah Kate's been dating for a year or two now. She has a couple of boyfriends. Uh, she she actually, huh, funny story. So, Sophia, my oldest. I'm right. deviating right now, but That's our oldest. Uh, you know, we drop them off at school and, you know, kindergarten. She does the first grade stuff and all that. And, we, you know, right. you pick at her. Do you have a little boyfriend? And she's, no, I don't know, no, no, no. Yeah. Gross. Boys are gross. I, you know, normal kid response. You know, that's, that's really right. what you look for. And I'm like, you know what? Keep that attitude until you are 37 or 38 years old. Right. Um, huh. Sarah Kate, <clears throat> my middle child, we drop her off for her first day of preschool. We come home and we're messing with Sophia about you know you've got uh, you've got boyfriends. I was just no gross, gross, gross. Sarah Kate, I've got five. There you go. <laughs> she said. She That's said. What I'm talking about. She said, Yeah, I've got five. You gotta keep your options open. You know? Day one. Day one. She comes. Home She's going she, around the room. Hey, would you like to be a boyfriend? Hey, would you like to be a boyfriend? Hey, would you like to be a boyfriend? I doubt that. I doubt it. It was probably more like. You are my boyfriend. Oh, I got you. You yeah. are my boyfriend. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but I didn't really have an answer for the question because my my kids are not at the dating age. I have an, I have an idea in my brain of what I will do. Yeah. But before I go into what I will do, you've been there. You've, yeah. you've got you've got one kid out of high school. Uh, you've got a son that is about the dating age now, and then mm-hmm. a couple of girls going entering the dating age. Yeah. Within a, within a year or so. Yeah, and it's funny that this was actually brought up just because, and it was totally random that you asked this, but when you you guys were talking about this, I said, you know, that actually came up yesterday because my oldest daughter actually posed the question, and she didn't say, hey, can I go on a date? Now, my oldest daughter, out of the four kids that we have, uh, Ansley, she is 13 years old and in the eighth grade. So we have loosely discussed, and it really wasn't an issue with the boys so much because... Uh, you know, I mean, they liked girls, don't get me wrong, but the dating thing like, hey, can I go so-and-so and do that kind of a thing? We didn't have to really mess with that much. You know, they by the time they, you know, they had like girls they were interested at church, they would hang out a little bit. Um, 
we would let them invite someone over maybe at like 15. Uh, but it wasn't that big of an issue. I think that only happened like one time. And then as they got older and driving, then started going to prom, started going to dates, or he started going, you know, then uh, not dates, but dances and stuff with the school, homecomings, things like that. And then we started kind of delve out there. But at that point, they were the 16 plus. So now with the girls who have been boy crazy from day one, like you said, they've never been like, ooh, boys are gross kind of a thing. Maybe yeah. early, early on like three or four. Yeah. But once they got in school, it's been a thing like who had the boyfriend but, of the week. Yeah. And, I, and I sort of feel like girls want to be – they want to grow up faster. You they know? do. You They're know, more it, it, and I don't know if it's, a, it's a, if it's a society pressure you to grow up faster. I don't necessarily think it is. I think it's just a desire with girls yeah. to be older faster. They are more mature they than are. boys by they far. Are. And I've, I've seen this even in youth ministry. The girls are always eager and ready to come into youth group. Yeah. I mean, sixth grade, they start asking. And we're usually like, well, the summer of your seventh or whatever the rule was. You know, it was kind of loose. We didn't have any hard set rules because it's different for everybody. The boys, though, I mean, we're dragging them in there at 15 and 16 because they like to do the boy-type things with our ranger program. They're out shooting bows and arrows. They don't want to come in and listen to me teach. You know what I'm saying? But the girls, there is this kind of desire in them that they do want to be older. They want to look older. I mean, they want to put on makeup at 6 and 7. You know, they want to look older, do like mom, that kind of stuff. And so in that... Ansley and Madeline, we're now having to kind of cross those waters. It's always been kind of a no. In middle school, absolutely. I mean, who's, uh, I mean, in elementary school, nobody's dating, but they have these little boyfriends. Yeah, you've got a boyfriend. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I encourage them don't have boyfriends, have just friends Friends, that you hang out with. There's no reason to put any labels on your relationships at this point. You're young, you know? And so, but then it came up yesterday. We're driving uh, Ansley home from what was a volleyball practice, or we're actually we're going to pick up Zeke from practice. And so we're driving, Ansley's in there, and she's through with her practice. She comes out, and she's like, Mom, Dad, I've got a question. Well, never mind. That kind of thing, you know? And I'm like, what were you going to ask, Ansley? Yep. I, I'm figuring she's want some kind of earbud, some kind of shoes, some kind of something that she's already talked to us it's about. It's not like her to ask for earbuds. No, she has not been wanting them for, you it's know. Not, it's not for, like her to ask specifically <laughs> for some black, uh, what are those, iPod buds? Yeah, what are no. they called? It's not like her to ask for those at no, all. No, not at all. I mean, she's been harping on it Airbuds. Since. Earbuds. Earbuds? Air, air, I, air I think AirPods. Air, AirPods. 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 Yeah, not to, be not, confused like with, <laughs> not to be confused with Tide Pods. I'm like, here, here's a couple. <laughs> so she, uh, just kidding. So she said, never mind. Well, you know that's the lead into like, I'm going to ask something that I know you guys aren't going to like, but I want to ask it because I'm Absolutely. curious. So then Pamela and I, oh, what do you want, what do you want, blah, blah, blah. We pull it out of her. Can I hang out with a boy this weekend? No. Or at some time? I'm like, well, no. Why? <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> no, seriously. You, you know, what's wrong? We're just friends. I'm like, you're just friends with this boy you want to hang out with. I'm like, you've never asked to hang out with a boy. You know, so I started inquiring, who's the boy? What's, you know, knowing that the answer is no. Right. I just want to dig into this a little deeper, you know, and I'm giving her a little bit of a hard time, making it kind of light, but because yeah. I know she's not going to like my answer. So I'm like, no, you, no, you cannot. I said, uh, you're 13. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't like him. We're just friends. Why can't I not hang out with friends? I'm like, do you Insta- think? Instantly on the defense. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with just you. Just like a woman. I'm like, she's she's <laughs> learned it well. I'm like. That was Jeremy Pitt. <laughs> I'm Blake, and I'm your host. <laughs> so um, I, I told her, I said, I said no. I said, uh, you can't hang I said, well, we're just friends. Why can't we? hang out with just friends i said do you think this friend is cute well yeah then it's not just friends okay <laughs> i'm like let's just cut through the bull crap here all right let's see through this you're wanting to go on this little mini date now here's the thing though other parents don't have the same 
I don't want to say standards. I'm not belittling them, but they don't have the same rules or whatever. You know, it's all over the place. Some will let their kids go to prom in seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? I'm being a little facetious, but it's not far off. And then, you know, we're a little bit more going to be a little more conservative in this part. Not, you know, just because I don't want them to have all the social pressures. Right. I'm just trying to avoid so I, and really in my heart is yeah. trying to keep them a little young. Yeah. You know. So she starts talking about it and I mean she's got friends that are in her same grade and that already have been on dates, you know, right. and so well so and so, you know, and the patent parent answer, well if so and so blah blah blah. <laughs> Jumped you know. off a bridge. Would you do you know. So we depends on how high the bridge was. Uh, exactly. Uh, is it into a body of water <laughs> that's a lot of fun or they you know, whatever. And so I'm like I told her, I said, here's what I want you to work on. And I coined this phrase just off the top of my head. Yeah. But I wanted it to sound smart because I want to trick Ansley because she's not the brightest bulb in the, the box. Ansley, right. Ansel, I think you're smart. She knows this because we get her to spell <laughs> stuff for us all the time. Okay. Last night, Zeke said, <laughs> Zeke asked her to spell. God, I wish I could think of what the word was. But it was something that uh, it started with a C. So, Const- Ansley, smell th- spell this. And she starts out immediately with a K. And we start dying laughing, you know, the kind of a thing. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm not smart, you know, <laughs> or whatever she says. So It was cookie. It was cookie. <laughs> so it's like cat, K-A-T, I'm out. Another Brian Regan joke. He, uh, so, she, so we're talking to her about this, and we're like, no, you can't go hang out. You know, um, you can't have, you know, I, don't, I know your other friends are doing this or whatever. And I coined this phrase, and I'm going to try to remember how I said I said, what I want you to concentrate on, Ansley, right now is your individual female adolescence. No, how did I say? Adol- I said, I want you to work on your, your individual female adolescence. Maybe that's, what it, maybe that's what I said. I tried to make it sound smart, right. smart enough that I can't remember it right now, <laughs> and I was just making stuff up. And I'm like, I want you to not have to worry about these types of things right. and stuff. So it, it's a thing that's kind of being... You know, we're having to kind of wade those waters yeah. now. Well, and you know, it seems like back, like when I was a kid, the, you know, you do the childhood thing, but then I was excited to get to 10, 11, 13, yeah. you know, that sort of your preteen, early teenage years, because that's sort of when you can be uh, an unsupervised kid. Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to being able to stay home alone. By and, yourself. You know, and, yeah. and, there, there were times that you know Watch my PG mom would, yeah, years. you know you, and I, I think you know my mom would drop us off at the movies by herself, you know, like right. I'm gonna pick you back up here, you know that kind of. So that's the stuff I was like, man, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about, you know, this is yeah. what it's going to be all about. I even as a guy at twelve or thirteen, I wasn't looking for, like, I don't, I don't care not about having a girlfriend. That just seems like yeah. a hassle, you yeah. Know? That, that's what I thought at that age. I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to hang out, you know? We're still outside building bombs, you know, out of Mount Ducans. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? At that age, we're not really worried yeah. about, Pino you know. electric fancy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're not worried about that. But that's the thing. Girls mature so much faster. Oh. Boys don't. Boys still want to play. They still want to do this. They yeah. still want to be around their buddies. And then every now and then, you know, they, those hormones start kicking in. Yeah. Of course, they start. But there's a, I will say as a man, there's a different outlook on dating. Boys, if and, and I know this is probably not going to be very PC, but you look at it a little differently. As guys, we do. Mothers, I think, look at it differently. We don't have any mothers on here today that could vouch for this. No. But just knowing Pamela's mindset, she was all bent out of shape that Caleb's not dating. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean Caleb's not dating? You know, I kind of took the – we had, you know, the role reversal where if he 
likes a girl and he wants to go out with a girl, we'll drop him off a place and do things. Yeah. You know, because I'm pro dating. I was, yeah. I know back in my day, there was a book that was written, I Kissed Dating Goodbye for Christian Teens, and you're supposed to stay, you know, single until God just brings you that one. But right. I'm like, no, let's, let's not take that approach necessarily. And I mean, I get it, what it's saying, but I was like, we're all about the dating scene. Let's right. go out on dates. Let's experience relationships. Let's go. It's important for kids to experience heartbreak. Absolutely. It's tough, but it's important. Absolutely. It prepares them for life and all this kind of stuff. So my view of my kids dating with the two boys, I feel like they're safe. Yeah. I feel like in in, in the regard that no one's going to take advantage of them. What I fear from them, though, is that as young boys nowadays – with hormones kick in and all this kind of stuff and being like young boys are, yeah. you know, sad to say, but here's how we are, that they are in more danger because any accusation, whether true or false, and I believe we should believe the accusations mm-hmm. from women, but I do know at the same time we're in a, a society that is, uh, how do they say it, shoot, ready, aim? Yeah. You know, shoot first, ask questions later, you get yourself, <laughs> and I'm just so afraid. Yeah. I'm always telling them, do not cross any lines. Absolutely. Here's why. Not just because of your spiritual purity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want you to have that. I want you to, you know, uh, give all glory to God and all that kind of stuff. However, there's if it's your word against that, there's no way to save your reputation. There's no, no. way. And there's so much temptation and anybody can level anything. No. There is that fear. Yeah. I will say that exists. And so I am and that's very... A, that's a valid fear. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, to the point like where Caleb's 18... And he's wanting to date a girl that was a grade or so younger than him. But she was actually his, almost his age. Like yeah. she was like maybe just turned 17 where yeah. he's 18. He'll turn 19 in March, whatever. We're like, no, you guys don't need to be dating. Caleb. You need to date someone that's, you know. But then we even to the point where we had to start looking at what are the laws about that kind of thing. You know, yeah. if you're over 18, you're dating someone that's 17. Can you go to federal prison if they accuse? You know what I'm saying? We're just kind of looking into that. And the laws are a little different. It's not just cut and dry like that. Yeah. There's a there's a, a gap, I think, like yeah. two-year kind of, you know, if you're 18 or 16 yeah. kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't want to ever have to cross that bridge, by yeah. the way. But in this day and time, well, with girls. Well, you've got you to be careful. You've got to be safe. You've got to know what. For what, both parties. What, you want the girl to be protected and the guy to be absolutely protected. Absolutely do. You know, absolutely. totally, totally I get that. And then with the girls, though, especially my girls. Knowing guys, yeah. you know, how guys think, how guys operate, <clears throat> all dads are like, no, you're never dating. <laughs> I used to be your age. I used to be a little boy who wanted to date little girls like you, you Absolutely. know, I mean, cute little girls like you. And and so, you know, that. And so then the role reversal was yeah. from Pamela's side where I'm like, she's like, no, they can go out on a group date. And they can. Do, and I'm like, no, they cannot. Absolutely. Not until they're 16 years yeah. old. You know, I'll start making all these <laughs> demands and lines and drawing all these that will totally get ignored. Yeah. You know, and I'll just be I'll just be mad and, you know, huff around that weekend. But <laughs> uh, but but there is a, there is, I believe, a double standard. There is. And, and I, on both and, sides, though. you know, and I and I on don't the, on the mother side and the dad side. Well, and it and it just comes from different experiences, you know. I yeah. feel, you know, you talked about girls being more mature, younger. I feel like though, when guys come in, you know, when the hormones and all that start hitting, mm-hmm. I feel like guys try to catch, you know, say girls, you know, their hormones and all that start changing at thirteen, fourteen, maybe yeah, a little yeah. younger. Yeah, guys are probably closer to fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, maybe even sixteen. Mm-hmm. I feel like guys try to make it all up, like they in a moment. Yeah, it's like we got We're gonna, we're gonna catch up. We got to make up for lost time. We're gonna catch the last three years up real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like woo, yeah. wide open. It's like a wildfire. And, and I know, and you know, your parents tell you this. You yeah. Know, Hope your children never met anybody like you know all yeah. that. 
I know what I was like in high school. Yeah. And there's, I, was, I knew who God was, and I knew that he had sent his son to die on a cross, but I was not living for him yeah, exactly. the way I should have been. Exactly. And Sitting there in church yeah. on Sunday morning thinking, whew, yeah. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have happened like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you look back on things. You look back on things, and you, and you, you, know, you justify, and you're like, well, you know what, God? Even though we're, even though we're not married, you know, even though we're not married, I mean, I'm gonna marry her. Yeah, I'm 15 years old. You know, it's I'm like, gonna marry her one day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though like, uh, you know, uh, and Greg, we're talking about fooling around, and yeah, making uh, out, and yeah. sometimes that gets taken a little far. Yeah. And the question, the age-old question that you always get, especially as like a like, you know, I'm a former youth minister, but I did that for a long time, you know, and all this kind of stuff, t- working with teens and everything. Right. The question is always, how far is too far? I remember sitting around and like as a young teenager, and we're like, "Hey, no, seriously, we really want to know how far is too far." <laughs> you know, like, where's that line? Where is the line? Can you, can you define that for us? You know, and of course, you got some that like, if you hold it, you know, blah blah blah, and they'll be very strict on it. Yeah. And I called one guy out one time because I knew him, and he was just a little older than us. But <laughs> now he's married, and he's yeah. like, "No, I don't believe you guys should be dating." I'm like, "How'd that work out for you?" You know, I remember you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all this, but. You know, it's funny how you change when you get yeah. that perspective. And, and it's one of those, how about if, you, if you're if you asking the question, <laughs> it's too far. far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny because uh, we were, I, I introduced Zeke to, I like to introduce them to 80s and 90s movies to keep them cultured. Right. You know, that they should be watching stuff like Honestly, Paris that's just Bueller. raising them right. Exactly. That's just raising know? them right. And so the movie I introduced Zeke to a couple of nights ago. Top uh, Gun. No, but hey, time out. Side note, we did introduce that to them, I think it was this past spring. Yeah, you're such a good father. Listen, they did not know that Goose dies. Well, you should I forget sp- about this. Golly. Spoiler alert, by the way. You've had since 1986, okay? <laughs> whatever. 86. Uh, it was so, the number one year of 1986, number one movie that year, year I was born. There you go, man. Look at you. He was born in there. Good sign. That's so right. They did not know Goose dies in this movie. This is just a sidebar to the movie I introduced him to. Yeah. And so we're watching this, and as we watch it, all four of our kids are in there just watching it, and it dawns on Pamela and I. These guys don't know what's about to happen. They're yeah. invested in this movie. And all of a sudden, Goose hits that ejection seat, you know, button lever thing. Slow motion into the cap Into the canopy and mm. kills Goose. And when Goose died, they looked around at us like, are you freaking kidding me? Goose dies? Mm. And then it dawns. I'm like, they got to experience something, you know, yeah. that we all experienced years ago and forgot How about. How good is now. that? How good is that? Though? Oh, and I mean, they're like tearing up. I mean, it really got them. It was, dude. It got me when I watched it. And then they're when like I was 13 or whatever. And, and Maverick doesn't know if he's getting back in the cockpit of a plane. And you know, dude. I mean, How about sidebar? But you know, Top Gun's a great movie, but the script is very. I mean, it, uh, you guys not, are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my favorite spinoff of that is when uh, Val Kilmer he played Iceman in the movie. Yeah, goes to Saturday Night Live, and they reenact him as uh, Iceman. Yeah. But now he's flying like for Delta yeah, or something like that, and he's like he's balding and fat. And he's like looking around, you guys are dangerous. You know, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, they have no contest. He's like, I'm from Top Gun. You know, I, I flew in the Naval Air, Force, but uh, Naval Academy and all this. But it was uh, it was neat because I introduced him to the movie. Uh, school ties. I almost want to say family ties, but no, introduced him to the movie. Don't school know what that ties. is. Oh my gosh! You told me it was Brandon Fraser, but I, I've never heard him of and Chris O'Donnell and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Great '90s movie. All right, and uh, it, it takes place like around the nineteen. I think it's just before the war, or maybe right during the the Great War, World War Two. You know, and uh, they. Um, I think the Great War was World War One, wasn't it? Okay, so they're around World War Two. 
circa 1940. I don't know. And he is a, a Jewish kid and a senior in high school that gets invited and paid to play as quarterback at a prep school that's for the elite, you know? Right. And so he gets paid to play, but he has to keep it to himself that he's Jewish because of the racism that's involved, you know. And so it's just this really good coming-of-age story yeah. and about him dealing with it and all this kind of stuff. Well, as, boy, we took a wrong – we took a long turn to get here. But <laughs> no, we're all as the they're place. in the dance, so it's an all-boys prep school, and they mingle with this all-girls prep school. And yeah. it's for the elite. You know, these people are, like, going to Harvard, Princeton, right. and all that kind of stuff. That's their next step and come from money, that type of thing. And Brendan Fraser's character is just poor. His dad's a factory worker, and he gets this great opportunity. So it shows them with the dance, and, you know, the little woman walks up to them, and they're all dancing, you know, and they're taking, and they're, they're standing at the door with these balloons, uh, or as they, as they start dancing, and the woman's job is to go around and stick a helium balloon between the two dancing couples so their bodies don't get so close to each other, you know, <laughs> and as they're dancing, you hear these balloons popping all over the place, you know, <laughs> some more floating up to the sky and all that, you know, and she comes by and she sticks a balloon and says, uh, be sure to leave room for the Holy Ghost, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I don't know why in the world we're talking about that now. <laughs> I've no idea. Beautiful story, it. <laughs> uh, but it, it's almost like you know, as they because you, you want to be protective, I guess, of those kids that date, and you feel like you know, or your kids that yeah, your kids that are dating and your daughters. Yeah, and there's just this double standard that you know exists in my mind. That the boys, there's a little more leniency there. Yeah. You know, because it's always the ha ha ha. You know, did you get to marry? You know, all this kind of stuff. You know, with the guys, you kind of you know elbowing them in the ribs. You know, oh, did you kiss her? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, on the boys' side, I heard one guy tell the guy that was taking his daughter out. He told the story that he told him she's about to go out, and he said, "Listen, son, I got to talk to you." He said, "I just want you to know that whatever you do to her when you get back home." When you get when you bring her back here tonight, I'm gonna do it to you. you know? <laughs> nice. I was like, that's a bad image. You know? <laughs> so I to keep you on the straight and narrow. But you know, there's no rib in the young daughter. How'd you make out? You, yeah. you know, to get what? to first base. And it's sad. I'm not. And I think it's, it's a protective, important yeah. male skill to have. Yeah. Though, that we want to be protective of women. And I think that sort of stems from a self awareness in men yeah. that we that I think you know. I think a lot of this, the tr- the stuff that that teenagers get into, ninety percent of the time, I would say, is in, is going to be pushed and initiated by a guy. Yeah, you, know? you feel like it. <clears throat> yeah, which not true in all cases, and not, not today. Not, not, Girls are getting aggressive, but, and that. And that's, honestly, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I, I the, the you know girls are pushed now. Don't wait on a guy to ask you out. Ask him out. You know, yeah, I'm fine with that. You yeah, know, women are like, in. Wait, wait, women are proposing to yeah. men now. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's great. Did he say yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's it sounds strange. Yeah, but if you wanna, if you're a woman, you wanna ask a guy to marry you. Yeah. Why can't you? It's, it's where funny. is it? Where is it written that a man must be the one? You know, I mean, I think men should be men, and I think men have roles. But I think a lot of times, I I, you know, there, there's this, <clears throat> there, there's, I don't know how to, I feel like a lot of the roles that we think we have are pointless roles. I think, you know, you, you, you need to be a, a godly man. You need to be a, you know, a leader, a provider. Yeah. Those, you know, those are the roles a man needs to fill. Right. But when it comes to, you know, no, it's the man's responsibility to ask the girl out. Yeah. I'm like, you know what, guy, we got enough on our plate. You know, if she noticed me. And she thinks I'm cu- she thinks I'm cool. She thinks I'm cute. Does whatever. she pop the question and give you a ring? How's that work? I mean, what do you need? To, 
if she wants she's to. like here's a ring i picked out for myself can you put this on my <laughs> finger <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know how that works but i don't either i mean maybe they you know they, they breach the question first or yeah. they ask you know hey why don't we get married i don't know why don't we you yeah. know that kind of a thing maybe but well i see historically that's the way i think it's always been i think women have always proposed to men first i think it's always been at dinner one night and just been like you know what we yeah. should we should or we should get married one day you know that yeah. kind of thing and that's a woman saying Propose to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> are we? What are our kids going to be I think named? We're, I think if we're honest about what anything. Gonna... Men make very little decisions on their own. It's always some sort of subtle. The wish from the woman from has woman. performed an inception <laughs> yes. somehow and plants in our mind yeah. what we should be thinking and doing. Yeah, it's like when I dated Pamela, I enjoyed the fact that Pamela is a very beautiful woman to me and to most people. I would think they would agree that she's a beautiful lady, and she had these and I'll just be I won't be explicit but she had these long tan legs and little you know still you know she she just had a very beautiful body I thought okay and she would wear these little short shorts that I had no problem with dating her in you know yeah and a little bit of a crop top that she'd wear show a little bit of you know that belly a little bit Pamela's not a wild woman by any stretch but oh Pam show belly oh Pamela showed a little belly you know and she would <laughs> she would dress very cute when we went out and I always thought she was a knockout you know that's why I you know right pursued her you know and stuff and so I thought she was gorgeous still do but you know when I was dating her the standard that I have of how she should dress as opposed to the standards I now have for how I think Ansley and Madeline should dress. Completely different. Different planets, different universes. You're not kidding, man. We're in the store last night, and Ansley's out of volleyball practice, and she's complaining that they make them put on shorts after they – they make us put on these shorts. And the shorts that they put on over the volleyball shorts, the volleyball shorts are already – I have a problem with. Yeah, they're like bikini bottoms. Basically. Just with a little bit of – I'm telling you, if, in, you know, especially like, you know, your girls or whatever, you, you notice their form and shape or whatever. And, you know, if they've got a little junk of the trunk, you know what I'm saying? Those little shorts as they're jumping and spinning and, you know, right up a little bit. And you see a little cheek and you're like, golly, it's like pull that crap down, you know. Yeah. And, and you, you're just it makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. almost, you know, or at least it does me. Makes you feel uncomfortable. You're sitting there watching this, you know, high school sport or middle school sport. You know, they got these very I'm like, why? Why aren't? You know. These Umbro shorts, okay. And I, yeah. I'm not, listen, I am not oppressive with the dress code, but it's just like, I don't know, I feel weird because it, it's, well, it's such a make, double standard on the dress code. It, yeah, and it doesn't make sense to me because, I mean, and uh, you're doing the exact same amount of running that a basketball player would do. Yeah. But a basketball player, man, male or female basketball player, yeah. has these loose, very comfortable, not baggy, yeah. but just and, shorts. And, you're, I, and you're doing the same thing. Here's the problem I have. With the dress code, at the school they have to wear shorts that basically you cannot purchase on the shelf. They don't make girls shorts anymore that meet the requirements that they're supposed to meet at of the school's fingertip length or whatever. Right. I mean, and I know that sounds weird, and I know this sounds a little backwards. Like you would think a man's like, yeah, they should not be showing off their. I'm not saying that, but what I, it, I mean, having girls and listening to Pam and having them hearing their opinions on this. They can't go buy shorts, especially my girls are a little taller. They got, you know, they get their length of their legs from their mom, you know, and she's all about some short shorts, you know, from back in the day, you know. But it's like you try to dress modestly and you promote modesty. You know, we want our girls to, to be modest. We don't right. want them looking like hoochie mamas. But at the same time, you know, they, they're okay, you got your knees, your shorts have to touch your knee. Well, you basically have to cut jeans off or something. Yeah. And no girl wants to wear that. 
You know, and I will say they're getting where the boys' shorts are getting short, and they're dress coding boys too now in the short shorts. Because yeah. the boys are now wearing those mid thigh yeah. kind of khaki shorts. You know, yeah. they're calling them out on that. I guess they just they're trying to be Good. you know equal across. Because those shorts that. need to go away. <laughs> they do. If they if shorts hit the top of the knee for a guy, that's see, fine. I, I'm the okay. I was going to say fine. I'm the top of the top knee of the knee guy. is Maybe the perfect spot. Shorter, I like. But if we're talking about it's cutting you off at mid thigh, no. and when you sit down, your boxers are we're sticking out the bottom back of your to shorts. Johnson's beach. Sure. Not today, my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, though, so they have this standard. The school has this standard that the girls' shorts have to be this and all that. However, they cheerlead in skirts yep. that are short, volleyball shorts that are extremely short. Yep. It's like a double standard. It's like we're okay with the girls doing this and these activities where they're kicking and showing their bloomers and stuff. And I have no problem with girls wearing cheerleading outfits. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm just saying it's just you're a weird, the double standard. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's a double standard. And I'm not going to yeah. be, I think. If, if you dress yourself, you can't dress this way. But if we yeah. dress you, this is how you'll dress. You exactly. Know? I, you know? I, I don't know. I just, and so, but it has, my opinion of that has drastically changed with daughters. Yeah. You know, I'm always like, like last night we're in the store and I'm telling Ann's like, hey, like, boy, I'm like those shorts. I mean, they're they're like the, what are they? I always want to call them umbros, but they're not umbros. That, yeah. that died with the nineties. Yeah. When you said that, when you said that the first, shorts. when you said that the first time, I thought nobody listening to this knows what umbro is. Umbro, okay. Umbros <laughs> were the nineties. Uh, what are the Nike shorts called? I don't know. Dude, Every college girl wears them, but you can never see them because their T-shirts are two XLs. Yeah, I think those are like Sophie shorts. Or something are they like Sophie that. shorts? So the the little Nike shorts, the little running shorts, shorts whatever they're called, they got I, a name. In my house. If it doesn't, if the if they don't go all the way to your ankle, they're short. They're short. <laughs> so I, I can see and highlight the differences, but you just feel back to the dating thing that is a little different. You yeah. know, I, I feel a little, and I and I feel safer in that. I don't think my sons are going to get taken advantage of as. And I'll say, <laughs> and just in society though, thinking about that, there's a different approach to sexual harassment. If a guy, if a girl sexually harasses a guy. Yep. It's not as bad when, you know, and I know like even teachers, there are some teachers, uh, you know, that, I mean, I'm not saying if, if they cross the line, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's one thing. But yeah. it lo- it's looked at a little differently yeah. because men, you know, you feel like, you know, it, it's always, it used to be the storyline in movies where the, the kid dated the teacher kind of a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that was a funny storyline. These 17 year old boys trying to get the hot English teacher or whatever right. the storyline was in the movie. On the reverse, though, you can see how criminal it is. Absolutely. You know, but really, anytime an adult is taking advantage of a minor. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. That's the line that is crossed. And yeah. We do have double standards on that. And with dating, I guess it carries over a little bit because yeah. I'm a little more lax with my boys than I am with my girls. Well, well, and, you know, I'm still hopefully a decade away from having to really put a lot of thought into this uh my oldest is seven uh going on eight so maybe a little maybe maybe eight years maybe seven or eight years um but you know you tell yourself what you're going to do as parents you know and i and i you know i'm just well i I look at you today and the things that scares me to death is like the snapchats the social medias oh lord the the because because i mean camera phones were just coming out when i was going into high school and even with that little 0.5 0.5 megapixel camera. Yeah. People were still trying to be like, "Hey man, send me this. Hey, you know, hey, just send me this. Hey know? man, hey, I'll delete it real quick you tell or whatever." Just say, "Hey man." And, <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. I say, "Hey man, hey man, send me a picture." <laughs> so, like, this is so I mean, if, they, if that's the stuff that they were, I mean, we were doing that 15 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago. 
kids are like, not kids are not and any now more worse got, than they used to be. Well, they're not. They just have more access, access to things that are more dangerous. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that the, stick around for <clears throat> years and years to come. Absolutely, and and that's the thing that really that I. Could you I imagine just, if the things that, that we I used wor- to say were tweeted out back oh, then, and oh, they still dude. exist? Yeah, dude. It's and I'm not justifying it. It's wrong. No, yeah, wrong is wrong. Yeah, I mean, but the, the same stupid kids we were, the same stupid kids that are. It's like the young. Out today. I think it was like what was it? A couple of young girls that were going through the like. I think it was like the UAB Cadaver Center. Yeah, and they're in there at, with the high school, I think, group or something, and they take a selfie in front of one of the corpses. You know, one of the body. I mean, that sounds very wow bad, but they got in a lot of trouble for it, and everybody was like, "Oh, these evil." I'm thinking. These are immature, irresponsible people that have been given a tool yeah, that's very powerful, and the consequences yeah. are far-reaching. Absolutely. Had we had camera phones like you're saying back in the day, our whole our lives would be ruined. Oh, you know dude, what I'm saying? It's a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you can it can mess you up so bad so oh, quick, yeah. and the, and the even thing with the boys with the hormones, yeah, they've got access to so much. I mean, oh. we always knew the friend down the street that whose dad had the Playboy, yeah, that you try to you know sneak a peek kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't know that it ever really happened, but you know what I'm saying. Well, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I, nowadays you just, didn't have access to it. I yeah. mean, guys had the same you know sinful urges back they did. then. As, Nothing's changed. As, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've not gotten better as a species. We have, we have not, but it is much more easily accessible. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean, it's just as simple as typing something into a Google search bar, and yep. then I mean, sixty three thousand web pages come up with everything you're looking for. Yeah, and more. Yeah. And it's and just like, not. <laughs> it's, so it scares you. It's so very I mean, dangerous. So th- I honestly worry more about the cell phone than I do the dating. But yeah. I, t- I tell myself, you know, th- you know, when our when our kids are old enough to probably start going to sport, like when they're you know they're old enough to go out to the sporting events and things, like they're going to ride with a friend home from a game, you know, if yeah. they're on the the baseball and the softball teams and all that, you know, th- they'll need a phone. Yeah. They'll need a way to contact us. But I'm very, as of right now, I am very mm-hmm. much of, a, of an opinion. You may need a phone to call me, but you do not need access to the Internet. You do not need Facebook and Twitter and Insta and Snapchat. You don't need all yeah. this stuff. You know? yeah. You're know, you not ready for I don't feel like they're ready for that yet. No. Uh, but then the dating thing, I look at it almost the same way, you know, I, uh, kind of that you're talking about. Like, I think men are more protective of their daughters, you know. Yeah. And I don't think that's a sexist thing. I don't. Well, uh, I think it's sexist. I just don't think it's wrong. Yeah. Because it's, it's sexist driven yeah. because men feel like, and I think that's, I think God has given us that. And, yeah. and I, and not to cut you off on that, but I, I think it is definitely sexist. You know what I'm saying? Because it's men wanting yeah. to be, but it's not bad. Yeah. Is it, it's not it's just, I guess if, when you say the word sexist, it's a negative connotation yeah. with the word, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I try to stay clear of that. I try to guard, cause I don't, what I don't want to do is give my, my daughters any, any sort of, I don't want to give them any sort of treatment that that my um, that I wouldn't give my son. Exactly, it needs to be fair. Yeah, but at the same time, there are different I think standards that people hold for different. And I don't know that that I'm, it's not all necessarily bad. It's not right. all necessarily right. And there's a lot of things that are ingrained in us that you know. I mean, I'm not saying that we've never been. Male chauvinist, yeah, our way. And, and we definitely absolutely. have a lot of work to do in that regard. <clears throat> but I do not ever want to change the fact 
that I do want my boys to yeah. open doors for girls. Absolutely. And be kind to them yeah. and respect them for yeah. the women that God created them Absolutely. to be and want to protect them. Well, you know, and see, I don't want to lose that in our I don't, society. I don't know where it got twisted. Uh, and this got a little more. <laughs> we got a little deeper yeah. than just, the, yeah, it's funny uh, how you get to talk about this but, stuff. But, but it, it somehow in, has gotten twisted. When I was a kid and my dad was raising me, I was taught that, that I was taught that you, um, you know, you treat women with respect. Exactly. Because they deserve respect. Because, you know, I was always told that women are better than you. You know, yeah. you, you hold a door open for them. You you let them go through first. You do all these things. Not because, you, as men, we must do these things because you cannot do them. You puny yeah. woman. No, I want to hold a door open for you because I don't feel like you should have to open that door I yourself. I want to honor it. It's my yeah. way of showing. And it, there's two things that happen where I believe that we're showing mm. honor to that person. Yeah respect to that person. Absolutely. And plus, it is validating for men to feel manly. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like it, it we feel it, one of the things that men want is significance. Absolutely. You know, and so it helps us to feel significance yeah. to uphold those kind of traditions. Absolutely. And I mean, if a girl gets bent out of shape because you open a door for them, yeah. I think there's going to, you're going to run into more issues down the road <laughs> yes, than that. You are. But at the same time, if she's like, no, I got my own door. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, you can open your own door, but it's like, I don't know, it just kind of feels like it takes yeah. something away from it. And I'm a little bit old school. Yeah. I don't try to be. I feel like I'm very progressive in a lot of ways. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, because I tell my girls, do not do not give any joker time, your time of day, yeah. if he's not going to respect you and treat you like a lady. Absolutely. I, I remember having a governor, government teacher in, in Indianapolis who was so vehemently against the term lady and what that meant, you know, because he felt like it was a belittling stance. But at the same time, we call ourselves gentlemen and ladies. I think it's a term of endearment yeah. that we want to uphold certain things. And not saying that woman I – te- I teach my girls, you are just as valuable. Your efforts, your creativity, your talent is just as valuable as anybody's, not because – not, not more so or not less than, but because Absolutely. you were made in the image of God, Absolutely. you have infinite worth and value. Don't ever let anybody demean you. Yeah. If you want to take a job that is in engineering, architecture, or if you want to be a housewife, that is your decision Absolutely. With that you are to make an agreement with your, your partner, your husband. Well, I say partner. I'm talking about my boys with girls and my girls with boys or whatever. You know, with your husband or wife, you, you guys come to that decision. Right. That is something, you know, when Pamela wanted to stay home to raise children, she came to that decision herself. I didn't say, I'm going to marry some woman. and he, yeah. you know, It would have been a lot easier on us had she went to work early on. Yeah. The, financially. Yeah. You know, we're oh, both clearly. half-time, uh, part, part-time work, half-time workers. <laughs> we worked at a football stadium. We served yeah. hot dogs. But we were both part-time workers, full-time college students when we first got married. And, dude, money was thin. You I know? believe it. And so had she, you know, when she made that decision, we got a full-time work. It would have been a lot easier. But you know what? She made that decision. I was in agreement with it. We came yeah. to a conclusion. And so, you know, I, and, and the dating line is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I told Ansley as of yesterday, probably 15, you can yeah. go on group dates. We drop you off at the movie theater. We pick you up after the movie theater. We take right. you with a group to get ice cream. That yeah. kind of, if a boy is there, fine. As long as you're in a group, you yeah, know? and that and that's sort of the stance that I have on it as well. That's in, in my planning about it, and me, I, you know, me and Kendra really haven't talked, sat down, and really just had like in depth conversations about it. But that's sort of where I am with it yeah. too. Is you know, at 15, 
at 15, I think that you are good for to go on a double date for either us or his parents carry you to dinner, carry you to a movie, and either, you know, maybe they see a different movie. We sit in the theater, you know, a few rows back or in front of you if you don't want to Right like in the middle you know, of you. Staring at, you know, right in the middle of you. <laughs> yeah. You can sit on my yeah. side. She can sit on your side. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's healthy. I think it's fair. And, and they need a, <laughs> and they they need a year or two of that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you've got to build trust. I know you're my kid. I know that you know I love you. I know all that, but you've got to build trust. Show yeah. me that I can trust you. And then when you're 16, maybe 17, I'll you know we'll start opening. Yeah. The, open you know the, what. Yeah. yeah, think about it, it's like driving a car. Yeah. They don't say, "Okay, here's the keys, That's take right. off." That's right. You know, there's a lot of training that goes into it. There's yeah. a probationary year that yeah. goes into it. So, yeah. you know, and and, if, and I like if to the think the state that government changes that date that you can be a driver at 18. Yeah. Well, we're going to move our dating age at 18. That's exactly right. You can't date till you're 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I like to think that I'll be the same way with Sam. You know, he's yeah. three now, so he's light years away from dating i understand all of you that already have dating kids that it'll be gone in a blink but i don't have to think about that for a while but i like to think that'd be the same way i mean there mm-hmm. i don't why do you sort of like you why do you need a girlfriend or a boyfriend at 13 and 14 years old yeah what can you do yeah nothing y'all can see each other if you want to have a boyfriend at school i don't well, care snapchat yeah well that's true well not <laughs> if i don't not if i don't get them a phone they can't Oh, how about I got the first taste the other day? Uh, we had our kids fest last week at, at our church, our kind of kids bonanza thing, back to school bash, and I got my first taste of. Hey, Dad, can I use your phone to call one of my friends? Oh wow, yeah, that was a little weird. That, that was. Did you, just, let, did you let Kendra use it? Uh, <laughs> oh, she said Dad. Never mind. Uh, Sophie wanted to call one of her friends and then invite her to. And it's funny how kids just plan things. Because we get in the truck, I pick her up from school. They get in the truck, and we're, she's like, "Dad, one of my friends is coming to Kids Fest." I was like, "Really? Well, that's awesome!" But you know, we're having this competition to who brings yeah. the most friends. And um, she said, "I've got a friend. One of my friends in class is coming to coming to Kids Fest. Ah, baby, that is awesome. I'm so happy." Uh, she said, "Yep." Uh, she told me today to just call her tonight, just let her know what time it is, and, and, she, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So she hadn't talked to she hadn't talked to mom and dad yet about yeah. any of that. She just said, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, you know, little adults that they are. I know. It, how about it, kids it, will it, get it done? That, by the way, we're planning something. How about they will? They will scheme and manipulate and they'll plan. have it all worked out, dude. Everything they'll make it so easy for you to say yes. Yep. We had to, we had to institute the rule that if you ask another kid, can they come over? in front of us when we haven't discussed it slash cleaned our house. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, it's an automatic no. So Absolutely. just think, have I talked about this with my, what am, is mom and dad going to say yes or no? Well, have I asked them yet? No. That's the answer you're going to get. Absolutely. What? But the classic, when I was a kid, you don't ask your friend, you get your friend to ask. Yeah. Hey, hey, go ask my parents if you can spend the night. Oh, man, because you think they're going to be put. <laughs> hey, Mr. Gillum, would you mind terribly if I spent the night? And, you know, my mom can be yeah. here really early, <laughs> and we'll go to bed good. And then you, they say yes, and you don't even go to sleep till 4.30 you know, in the morning. Yeah, you see, or you see, you watch the sun come up. That's right. You know. uh, I've been there. Oh, good days. Those are good days. How about? And that's um, what you should be doing when you're 13 years old. Not you should invite somebody. your buddy over and y'all playing video games until four not o'clock in the morning. Your, your wedding, exactly right. 14 year old. God, kids just want to be grown up, and I and mm. I and I guess kids have always wanted to be grown up, but it's like I feel like we push that on them now. Like, and I think it goes back to the having access to everything. 
Yeah, you know, kids, kids are good kids. I just thought of you know the the kids yeah. coming up, they're good. I mean, I think as a society, we're raising good kids, uh, but I just feel like we give them access to so much that just mentally, yeah, they're not ready for. You know, that's oh, why yeah. you don't. You know, you don't go ask your seven year old. You know about the refinancing that you and your wife are talking about. You know, yeah. it, you know it's things they can't comprehend and things that just experience wise they can't right. you know really process and i think we push too much not really push it on them i think we just give them access to it you know and then with ads and and the way the internet tracks you and you know pushes things on you it, yeah. it just it I, I think it forces too much on them too fast you watch for this as your kids grow and as they are involved in different usually i will say sports it could be other things yeah but as they get involved in sports as your kids are and stuff like that and as you grow in that and everybody what here's the problem i think a lot of it is that parents are trying to live their life through their kids. Absolutely. They're trying to, you know, live vicariously through them, experience, mm-hmm. and they put a lot of pressure yep. on them. Yep. It's so much that they're I yelling that and screaming at them and all yeah. this kind of stuff because to them, if their kids don't succeed and don't become the best, they look bad to all the other parents. And people can deny that that takes place. Yeah. But you can watch it. You it, see it it's, every it's day. Subconsciously, that's what's going on. I see it with so many parents, so many, yeah. that they are living through their yeah. kids. Th- things that they didn't do well enough as a child or things that they regret not doing. Yeah. Or yeah. Some, if if they if they were a superstar at this, their oh, kid yeah. has to be a superstar yeah. at this. There's no room like, yeah. okay, I was, you know, the, the, the you know, best running back or whatever, right. quarterback or whatever it right. is. You can't be in the band because, you know, and that kid's. You know, proclivity is toward the arts or something. Yeah. You will. Wa- I mean, you watch a lot of our kids. The way they act and stuff like this is because the parents are kind of just living their life through yeah. them and, and letting it, trying to push them to experience. Oh, he, she's cute. So let's get this cute little boy. And they let them do things yeah. a lot earlier than probably they should. Yeah. So parental responsibility. Yeah, it, it's a it's a heavy burden. Did we solve the world's problems? I don't know. Oh, we talked about a lot of stuff. I'm sitting here thinking a couple of times, like, how did we get to where we are oh, right no. now in this conversation? Blake, I, I think that about a lot of stuff in my life. We're, <laughs> we're, we're a little more serious than I kind of thought it was going to. It was, I know. But it, it's just what's on our mind today. And Until um, next Tuesday. Until next Tuesday <laughs> we fix something else. But no, but it's, it's stuff that we talk about, and realistically, it's going to be situational. Yeah. I'm not a book parent. Yeah. I'm a, you've got to pray and you've got to read the Bible and you've got to be, you've got to make the best decision that you can make for yourself. What you think is best, you and your spouse think is best for your child. That's what you need to do. And you need unfortunately. To go with, yeah, you need to go with your instincts yeah. on what you think is best because only you know your child, only you know your situation, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, failing is pretty much how you learn how to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, buddy, it's been a good one. It's been deep. <laughs> It's been it's been one. It's been one. So. Oh my goodness! Well, until next time. So you're gonna end it, huh? You're gonna. I don't oh have to have the gosh. pressure of ending it. This is two weeks in a row you have interrupted <laughs> me trying to end it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I refuse. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a good one. I'm Jeremy, and I'm Blake, and we are the guys over here. <laughs>